Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. I am supposed to preach tonight, don't, don't worry. In fact, I am supposed to preach tonight to fathers. We're going to finish up fathers, the Father's Day message. Uh, we've had some other things that we have been preaching on and teaching on over the past few days. But I'm going to do this first. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the uh, standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, uh, and evangelistic service, uh, family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode, if you will, number 573, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version, each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history in the present and in the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for you have taught me that uh, most people do not pray in a congregational prayer. They just listen. So I am praying. I pray that they would pray and get their minds off of me and my prayer. For they will be amazed at what you would do for them right now if they took some time to sincerely pray to you. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, 
I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us down through the years. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us, uh, those of us who are saved by your grace in these perilous times. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh in the old man. Within us afresh and anew this evening, fill us all with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would save those who are lost, including in the church, including my own wife, Marika White, who has never shown any fruit of salvation since I've known her. And that's the, one of the main reasons why I pray for her and have been praying for her behind the scenes for many years. And now you've given me liberty to pray for it, for her publicly. I know it is unorthodox for our sweet evangelical community and uh, sweet Baptists and Methodists to do this today because most people are concerned about if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Happy wife, happy life, foolishness when our, all of our happiness ought to come from you. And if we don't have your happiness and your joy and your peace, we're truly not happy. Uh, I want my wife to be truly happy from the power that you give people to be happy, as you have given to me for over 42 years. And not only happy, but cheerful and joyful and at peace. And Lord, now you, I know why you, you uh, led me now to pray like this publicly, which no man wants to do, uh, and no wife wants it done. Uh, and that is because, as I told my wife, over a year ago that when the younger children start leaving they're going to be leaving right after one another you gave her seven more years after the oldest two left to to make good on her uh, apology and she did not do so and now she faces and is in the empty nest. And, uh, and an empty nest without you is not good. And so thank you for leading me to pray for her. Yeah, and I thank you, Lord, that 
she's taking it seriously and that she is uh, actually acting better. Uh, but uh, if she's truly not saved, the devil can take her at, at, at will and cause her to uh, not do what she's supposed to do. So, Lord, I pray that you would make her salvation sure, help her to examine herself and see whether or not she be in the faith. <clears throat> and, Holy Father God, we pray for others in our family who are religious but lost as well. For these are the hardest nuts to crack. Those who are religious know a little Bible, know the lingo, but they are not saved, not born again. And we pray for them. We pray for millions of people like that in churches across the country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray that at the same time, Lord, you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of my wife, Marika White, and others in our family and uh, give them sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, give us, rather, sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Please rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from our family, from our ministry, and from other families that name the name of Christ and other ministries and churches around the globe, and all of the people gathered, around tonight and we praise you and we thank you Lord for the huge crowd on last night and the huge support uh, uh, well over 2,000 people and then for the whole day over 4,000 we thank you Lord for all of the people who have come and uh, and who have worshipped you and been blessed by your word, encouraged by your word. And uh, uh, Lord, I think this is one of the best services we've ever had. Uh, standing between the living and the dead. A little bit longer than usual. But Lord, we thank you for what you have done in it and through it to us and for us as we stand between the living and the dead in a very real sense. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver us, uh, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving across the country, around the globe, in our local communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, 
that, Lord, you would lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties from our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. Fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. We cast all care upon you, for, Lord, we know that you care for us. And, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would uh, indeed, Lord, deliver us from all of our distresses and all of our uh, afflictions, cares and worries and tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions and deliver us all from spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems. Lord, my heart was blessed, uh, Lord, uh, to hear uh, today that it looks like my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, is going to graduate early. He worked hard. He already already has his associate's degree, and he's going to graduate this year. And so I give you the glory, praise, and honor. I I believe that's not quite four years. Uh, Three and a half years, maybe. And so I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And thank you so much for how much he and all of his siblings have served in the ministry here. And I pray that you bless him and open up great doors for him. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would help others to move forward and finish what they started. And uh, Lord, we also pray that you'll bless and protect all people from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis, uh, as well as we move forward. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would bless and protect, Lord, uh, my family tonight and all other families that name the name of Christ especially, but all other people as well. We pray tonight for the father who found out near Father's Day that the man, the drunken driver who killed his three precious children, Uh, was going to get out of jail. He killed himself. He couldn't take it. He killed himself the day after Father's Day. Lord, we can't comfort these people, but I know that you can. The fathers who went through Father's Day in Uvalde without their precious daughter uh, or son, comfort them as only you can. And, Lord, the families that have lost their children through violence, through wickedness and foolishness, comfort them as only you can around the world. And, Lord, we pray and protect all families from such. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you that you led me and guided me to keep my children safe 
uh, all seven of, the, of them that I had with my wife, Marika White, to adulthood. I don't know how I would fare if uh, one of my children were killed in their youth or at any time. So I, I, I try to understand what people are going through, but I have never experienced that only by your grace. And so, Holy Father God, bless and protect all of our families tonight and surround us with your protection, a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Lord, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit uh, to preach possibly twice tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as in honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter, as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. <clears throat> Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for your holy word, a passage that I read with my uh, family, my seven children, with my wife, 
many times, Lord. We read through the book of Proverbs. And, Lord, I taught my children from your holy word and from the 31 days that we spent reading a chapter of Proverbs, how fast life goes by. Because we would read this book one chapter a day, and before we knew it, 31 days were gone. And now, for my oldest daughter, Danny White, 31 years have passed since she was born on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, over 31 years ago. And uh, Lord, I do pray that you will help us all to understand the brevity of life. Whatever we're going to do, Lord, even in our old age, we better do it. For time waits on no man. And Lord, we thank you for that knowledge and that insight and that wisdom. And thank you so much for your holy word. Help us to take heed to it. Help us to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, our soon-coming King, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 585. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're at in this devotional chosen by Charles Haddon Spurgeon, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. And it reads, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I thank you for your holy word. Fill me and fill all of us with your Holy Spirit. Help us. Give us your strength, your unction, and your anointing your freedom and liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit. To read your Holy Word, to learn more from your Holy Word, to understand your Holy Word, to comprehend your Holy Word, to obey your Holy Word, to apply your Holy Word to our lives. And Lord, help us to be thankful for all of the days you've given to us.
we give you the glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Dr. Spurgeon, in this grand devotional, asks a question. Are you mourning, believer? Because you are so weak in the divine life? Because your faith is so little? Your love so feeble? My, my, my. <clears throat> Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. You'll understand it by and by. How many of you know that old hymn? Father Long. I think that was the first hymn I fell in love with when I first got saved. Father Long will know all about it. Father Long will understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. You don't know anything about that, do you? <laughs> oh, yes. That's when we used to sing the true gospel songs. Father Long. Even though I can't sing, some of you got a blessing. I can see you nodding your head. Amen, brother. Go ahead. But don't sing too long. Dr. Spurgeon goes on to say, Cheer up, for you have cause for gratitude. You do. You do. Remember that in some things you are equal to the greatest and most full-grown Christian. You are as much bought with blood as he is. Remember that. You are as much an adopted child of God as any other believer. An infant is as truly a child of his parents as is the full-grown man. Go ahead, Spurgeon. You are as completely justified, for your justification is not a thing of degrees. Your little faith has made you clean every whit. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. You have as much right to the precious things of the covenant as the most advanced believers believe it. For your right to covenant mercies lies not in your growth, but in the covenant itself. And your faith in Jesus is not the measure, but the token of your inheritance in him. You are as rich as the richest, if not in enjoyment. Yet in real possession, the smallest star that gleams is set in heaven. The faintest ray of light has affinity with the great orb of day. In the family register, glory the small, in the family register of glory, the small and the great are written with the same pen. You are as dear to your father's heart 
as the greatest in the family. Jesus is very tender over you. You are like the smoking flax. A rougher spirit would say, put out that smoking flax. It fills the room with an offensive odor, but the smoking flax he will not quench. You are like a bruised reed, and any less tender hand than that of the chief musician would tread upon you or throw you away. But he will never break the bruised reed. Instead of being downcast by reason of what you are, you should triumph in Christ. Am I but little in Israel? Yet in Jesus Christ I am made to sit in heavenly places. Have you ever thought about that? Sitting in heavenly places. Has that ever become real to you? Am I poor in faith still in Jesus? I am heir of all things. Though less than nothing I can boast and vanity confess, yet if the root of the matter be in me, I will rejoice in the Lord and glory in the God of my salvation. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for another great devotional. I thank you, Lord, for my daughter, Daniqua White, uh, Daniqua Grace White, a long time ago. She was a little girl. On her own, she put these devotionals on the Gospelite Society and, uh, and I believe the Gospelite House of Prayer website. By the way, Lord, and I hope that she and Daniel Ezekiel and Danielle will rebuild both of them as Danita's is still holding up good. But Lord, what a blessing that was and what a blessing has been to many people. Thousands of folks have read these devotionals and have now heard these devotionals in this way, in this form, all around the world. And they're just as powerful and uh, apropos for today than when he wrote them in his own family devotions many, many years ago. We thank you for this pivotal preacher that you bless with, a, with the mother load of unction and anointing just oozing out of him that blesses us even to this day. He being dead yet speaketh and we give you all of the glory all of the praise and all of the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now we move to the family, the much hated family segment. And just because you hate it does not mean I'm not going to preach on it. And I'm going to preach on it frequently because it causes frequent problems. The family is a mess today. Absolute mess. 
Everybody knows it. And we still have pastors and preachers and teachers who want to try to skip past that and deal with some happy-go-lucky, uh, some, some happy uh, talk message about nothing. When families are being, dis- for the past 50 years, they've, they've been under uh, uh, great duress and destruction. Now, over the past 10 years, leading up to this homosexual uh, uh, onslaught, families are being devastated. And I want you people to understand something. This has been a planned out, concerted effort. None dare call it conspiracy, but it is a conspiracy of the ages. I don't care what you say about it. It don't make it don't make any difference to me. This has been done intentionally and on purpose. This mind-bending foolishness. People, listen to me. Some of you people are trying to take this stuff seriously because it is happening right in your home. Do you hear me? All of a sudden, you you you're a girl. Went into the room with a long, uh, long hair and beautiful hair, and came out with a bob cut. Went into the room. Now listen to me. That's what's happening in your family. Your family. Her hair is bobbed all of a sudden. She used to have little breasts growing. You haven't seen them. You don't want to ask about them. You don't want to see them. But you saw it before, mommy. And and, and come to find out, they have put some bondage all around your daughter to hide her breasts. In the school. In your sweet little Pleasant View school in the veil. Huh? I can't hear you. Yeah, you, but you hate me. See, see. Now, 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 you hate your teachers and your, and your school board for what they're doing to your children. But you didn't listen to me. And I'm talking to pastors and pastors' wives who let it happen. You let drag queens in your precious elementary school to teach your children. You didn't know about it until the last minute. You probably didn't get a word until after it was over. Monsters. The devil is a lie. Huh? I can't hear nobody. I know that's bad English. Where are you? Hmm? That's what they're doing. And they're, and they're doing it in the church. Drag queens are coming into the church to read the Bible to your little children. And you're sitting there, quite frankly, like a dummy, letting them do that in your church. Next, your, your daycare center, they're going to have drag queens working. In this country, it cannot be stopped. 
it cannot be be stopped. It, at first, it was the pink hair, the green hair, the blue hair, the earring, the tattoos, and da 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 da. You accept all of that. You got slow cooked into it, and now they are in your daycare center, and they're going to be in your church nursery and teaching at your Christian school. You can't stop them. There's nothing you can do because you're compromised, church. The devil is a lie. Okay, so you don't get mad at me about preaching on the family and teaching on the family. Well, preach, have you heard the family shot to hell? Well, maybe so, but I, I have to do my job anyway. I have to do my job anyway. Well, I mean, just because you didn't listen to what I told you for the past 42 years, I still have to preach the Word of God until I leave here. It's about me being faithful to, to the Lord, whether you're going to be faithful or not. We're in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. I think we reach down to verse 14 or 15. But I do want to read the other verses right on down to where we left off. Because if you are interested in keeping your family together, which equals success, I don't care what anybody says about it, in God's economy, divorce is not in the plan. It messes up everything. Oh, you might be temporarily turned on by some new piece of meat, but that's, gonna, that's going to... Uh, go away just like your, the thrill in your first marriage went away and it's going to be worse because you're going to be filled with guilt and let me say something to you see this is why I kept telling you I, I've been teaching you and preaching, preaching to you for years that some of you people do not get to enjoy longevity in your marriage because you jump out of it and every little Tom, Dick or Harry or Jacqueline or, or Sylvia whatever the case and you cut it off at 10 years and then you jump into another marriage I feel so sorry for Miss Hall and Mr. Murdoch, they're getting a divorce after six years. She was in a relationship with crazy man. Uh, what I told you, I told you, men, do not go out. Don't, don't take a woman who's been with a crazy man, uh, like the Rolling Stones leader. That's stupid. You don't want that. You will never match up to a crazy man. Never, never, never. Never. I don't know. Some of you men are so sick and so weak that you'll take somebody else's wife who has been with another, a crazy man who you don't have any, you don't have a chance at, at fulfilling that woman ever. Don't come behind no alpha man, man, and you... And you, I don't know where you are on the scale. Hmm. It's going to end up just like this. This woman is walking away from a billionaire that if she stayed with him a little bit longer, he's going to be dead soon. He, she would get everything he's got, pretty much. 
should be the king of the media of the world. But she came out of the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. I forget his name now. And he can't handle her. And she basically said as much. And so they're getting another divorce. Okay. Some of you people don't stay mad long enough to reap the benefits. Even with a so-called bad marriage, when the party you married, person you married didn't really live up to what they should have done. You don't want to go into the empty nest years with somebody you just found off the street. Y'all been together a hot minute. They don't understand. And, 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 and you, you're not going to be as free as you think you are. I thank God, even though my wife and I, we have never really had a great super duper original match marriage. The sex has been great. I thank God for that. As a man, uh, for she has never denied me like some of you men being denied by your wife and all of this foolishness. Uh, so I thank God for that. And by the way, let me help you. Let me help some of you people. That's worth staying together. Yes. Along with, it's worth uh, staying together for the children. I thank God that my wife and I are facing the emptiness, in the emptiness, having, and, and by the grace of God, I raised the children by myself. But it was the time of my life. I had, I mean, even to the, my baby daughter who cooked my Father's Day meal, we had the time of our lives, my baby son as well. Yes, he's getting ready to graduate from college. <laughs> she's, she's halfway through. And uh, I thank God for my oldest daughter who's done so well. She's probably almost a millionaire now and lives in a mansion and drives a Mercedes at just 31 years old. Got a big old house to help them make that transition. And she's going to make that transition because she's tough like I am. Because okay, you, do, you don't do right now. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble because she does not play. <laughs> just like her daddy, just like her papa does not play. And she and, and, and she'll get right down uh, to it and, and, and let you know what time it is. Okay? So that's good. It's wonderful that they, my siblings are helping each other. And she told me, my oldest daughter told me, I want to I want you to rest. She said she said they called her saying I'm not going to the veterans appointments and things like that. And she wants me to rest. I appreciate that. But I thank God that my wife and I have stayed together. My wife is here helping me in the ministry. Uh, until all of the children were raised and have reached the legal age of adulthood, according to the American way. And I thank God that we are facing the emptiness and and uh, uh, in the empty nest, 
having been married for over 34 years. Yeah, uh, see, see, you know, I'm not interested in all of this trying to get to know somebody. Are you kidding me? And got to start all over with somebody, and you you can't be relaxed, and all of that. See, there, there's some benefits to staying married. That 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 is success in God's sight. Uh, grow up, be mature, and and stay together. And because there are some areas that's going to come down the road that you're going to wish you were with the one you had the children with. It's, it's going to be bitterly, uh, a bitterly painful situation. The things that, that happen in life that you need to, you're going to be glad that you stay together. You see, you see what I said? Some, some of you, dear little pastors and, 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 and pastors' wives, you think you know everything. <laughs> you tickle me. You got little children. And you tinker with and mess with other people's children and mess their minds up with your lies. I warned you the other day, you're going to reap what you sow. But anyway, I digress. You got little children think you know everything. But there's gonna there's gonna come a time down the road. You're gonna wish you had stayed together and you you're gonna wish you didn't try to be cute and get with somebody else and then you're dragging your children back and forth. That's a sin against God. That is a crime to me. All that's dragging back and forth. Even uh uh, Angelina Jolie, the former husband. I can remember her because she's beautiful. I can't remember him. Some of you women think he's beautiful. I forget his name. He said yesterday, I mean, it's just a painful thing. Divorce. He and his wife divorce. Both of them, you know, for these superstars and everything. He admitted that he has been lonely all of his life. He's felt alone all of his life. And they, they're going through a five or six year now divorce over, over nothing. And they've spent millions of dollars on the divorce. They've spent more money on the divorce than the time that they were married. And he said, you know, uh, it's a heartbreaking thing. It's a painful thing. Especially uh, then your wife go off and she sell your vineyard that y'all bought together you know stuff like that to an, uh, a Russian oligarch or whatever they call them so that, that, that right there is enough to tick you off you don't want that why can't we just keep the vineyard you go your months and I go my months come on you gonna sell my stuff to another man without my knowledge Girl, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God <coughs> that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You say, well, how do you and your wife stay together? Because of this verse right here. I knew the devil was behind the evil she was doing against her children and against her husband with bad attitudes, bad spirits, disrespect, all of that. It was, I, I never played the game the devil wants all of us to play and make it personal. It's nothing personal. See, first of all, I'm in charge, so it's not going to be personal. <laughs> See, when you're in charge, if you understand your authority, it's not going to be personal. I'm just going to tell you what the deal is, and uh, you need to conform, or we're going to have a serious problem. <clears throat> and see, I'm the kind of man, I, I, I never let a woman dictate to me how it's going to be. Okay? So, I don't love you that much. I don't have that, I don't have that kind of heart. Well, I, I'm so madly in love with you on a personal level that I'm going to let you do, have your way. I told you all about the fine, beautiful woman I met when I was in Bible college a long time ago in Atlanta. Baptist University of America. She was fine as wine and just my kind. She was beautiful. Looked like looked like Nefertiti. That's exactly who she looked like. Beautiful. And she told me one time while we were talking, she came down to my job to see me and she told me, she said, Daniel. I said, uh-huh. And for the first time, too, we you know we both saved at, at the Baptist University. I mean, at the first time, we all we almost kissed. We were getting ready to kiss. Then I said, "Let me go." I said, "Let me go check on this right here." And then, uh, then she said something. She said something. She said this right here. She said, "See, if we got married, uh, I look so beautiful that if I did something wrong." You're just going to overlook it. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where you got that from. And the kiss was off. I don't know what. The kiss was off, Jack. Was no kissing. It was over. And in, in about 15 minutes, she, she took off. And that pretty much killed us. I said, no, no, uh-uh, no, that won't be happening. So I've never been that way. I'm not that in love with you that I'm going to let you have your way. It's not, it's not about if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. No, no, in my house, it's always been, if I'm not happy, ain't nobody going to be happy. Not unless you have Jesus. Now, if you have Jesus, you ought to be happy too. But I'm I'm going to be happy, and my happiness and my joy and my peace is not depending upon you, baby. Never has been. Ah, uh, and you can try to manipulate that, but that's not happening with me. And that's why some of you men are in a mess today, because you let your wife do that foolishness. And why women do have intuition, as I said before, I believe that men have more intuition into children. Contrary to what uh, the world says and what the psychologists say. But women who study men 
more than men study women, have intuition into men. And they will try to uh, uh, manipulate you and use you. Uh, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And right here. You got to take that off again. And you're going to need that in your marriage and in your family. God is the one who told me that this passage belongs to the family verses. It is adjacent to the family verses. And if you don't understand this, you don't understand this passage right here. It's not just for spiritual warfare and you know the man with the armor with the sword and all of that. We we need to do that, but you better do it in the family. And you better train your family how to do that as well. Because the devil, that's cool. The devil is seeking not only to, to destroy you individually, but to destroy your family. And he's very persistent in attacking your family all the way on up. The devil will try to use your family to hinder the ministry and to hinder the gospel. Verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. You know what we did in our family for over 34 years? Even this morning, we prayed together. And we put on the whole arm of God by the grace of God. God helps us to do that. We, it's absolutely necessary. Daniel Ezekiel, fix uh, BCN in one. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, you must live your family life in truth and in righteousness. The truth of the Word of God. And righteousness, of course, is the righteousness of Jesus Christ, but it is also about you doing the right thing by the grace of God. First of all, you need a heart to do the right thing. And only God can give you that. And you need God's help to do the right thing. So make sure that you do what is right. If you're saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, you're going to do the right thing. God's going to help you do it. If you falter, he'll pick you back up. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Always be about serving God and reaching out to other people. You know one of the reasons why I preach every day and have done so? The world is in such bad shape. God has just put upon my heart. How, I mean, how could you sit down and, and let the people go to hell when I have given you the opportunity and the 
means to reach people, to fish for people every day. I've, I, I taught my family, serve God every day. I don't think you deserve to eat a great meal in the evening or go to bed before you do something for God. Moody, the great evangelist, it is told about him that he would not go to bed at night before witnessing to somebody about Jesus. I think we need to get back to that. Come and refresh this one more time, please. And I think I'm going to cut it off at that point, and we're going to go into prayer for others, for other families, families that are not saved, families that are, and we're going to pray for some other people as well. And by the grace of God, if you would allow me, uh, I'm going to go right on into the sermon, uh, Daniel, Ezekiel. Um, regarding fathers and see how far we can go with that before I take my rest. And by the way, this is the hardest part of this service, praying for other people, intercessory prayer. And I know there's some sweet, super spiritual people saying, that's not hard, that's not hard, please shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I enjoy praying for other people, you lying devil. You don't even enjoy praying for yourself and your own family. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. For allowing us to be here tonight and thank you Holy Father God for the privilege and the power and the peace that comes with prayer and Holy Father God we pray that you would heal all families that are saved we pray for the salvation of the lost families we pray for the revival of the saved families of those who name the name of Christ. And Lord, help them all to become true disciples and commit to obeying your holy word. And Holy Father God, we also pray for the salvation of those who are not saved. Revive those who are, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning around the world and Lord we pray for all Christian people people who name the name of Christ have mercy and grace upon us all for I believe that we all have sinned against you grievously we thank you for the faithful few we thank you for the remnant and we thank you for your 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal but most of us, Lord, at least, who name the name of Christ, have sinned against you grievously by disobeying your great commandment and by disobeying your great uh, commission. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins, and through that forgiveness, revive us again and help us to do what we know you want us to do as far as witnessing to 
others and loving others and loving you back so much so that we would obey you and holy father god we pray that you will help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love and holy father god we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ for uh, all of the millions of people who are hurting still from the coronavirus plague and other plagues lord uh, and other issues comfort them as only you can draw them to yourself for salvation we pray for yes the millions but we pray for some by name we pray lord for the family and friends of kentucky uh, resident elizabeth diane daniel we pray lord for the family and friends of Texas resident John Edward Evans. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Albanian resident Iran Banaku Pros. And Lord, we pray uh, for the family and friends of uh, another Albanian resident, Yulgashi. And we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of California resident Cesar Ramirez and we commit all of these souls into your hands let your will be done in their lives and Lord prepare us for uh, good days and bad days prepare us Lord for celebrations and tragedies prepare us Lord for uh, weddings and funerals prepare us Lord for life and death when it comes so that it will not blow us out of the water, out of the water, and uh, so that we would be prepared. We also pray now, Lord, for those who have sent in prayer requests. We pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years, and we pray that you would hear and answer their prayers and our prayers for them and we pray still for their protection from the coronavirus plague and other plagues that are coming upon us and lord god in heaven we also pray for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings upon all of these dear people including these few by name we pray for Tamara tonight. Please help her to get out of poverty for good. We pray for Jensen. Please deliver him from all psychological problems, satanic, evil spirits and their works, and from all curses. Remove all evil bondages from his mind and deliver him from fear, anxiety, and depression. Anoint him with the Holy Spirit's fire and bless him abundantly. We pray, Lord, for Ravi. Please remove the coronavirus plague from the world is his prayer request and provide him with soap, tissues, sanitizer, masks, and food to give to poor children. Bless him with Urdu Bibles and children's Bibles, sewing machines and tables for the widows, food for the orphans and disabled children, and food packages for the poor and needy families in Pakistan. 
bless their prayer meetings and gospel outreaches as well. And now, Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the ministry. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. <clears throat> we, Lord, we pray for Irfan, Marion, Carla, Rajan, and Thelma. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Solomon, Carlos, Stiegel, Priscilla, and Friday. We commit all of these souls into your hands, uh, and uh, including our souls. Let your will be done in all of our lives. And uh, we pray now for the salvation uh, of those who are lost around us. As we go into another service, uh, Lord, I pray for the salvation uh, of the souls who are with us now. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Just leave it like it was. Now, dear friends of mine, as I move into a another message, allow me to ask you a question. If you were to die today, where would you go? Heaven or hell? There's no purgatory. There's no in-between. There's no vestibule. Nobody can pray you out of hell. Nobody can pay you out of hell. There's only two places to go. Heaven with God. To heaven with God. Or hell with the devil. The Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. That's all you have to do. We, as religious people, we, many of us anyway, like to make things more difficult than what they are. Jesus Christ uh, said the most wonderful, most powerful, most loving words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How about it, dear friend? Do you realize that you are a sinner, lost, and on your way to hell? For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody has, from the Pope on down. The wages of sin is death. That means that uh, the reason why you die is because of your sins in this life. And God wants you to know that if He would allow you to die because of your sins and to go out into eternity from this beautiful place called earth, He will allow you to go to hell to burn forever if you do not believe in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Have you ever wondered that? Oh, uh, saved just mean, you know, being religious and not smoking and not drinking and not going to the club and wearing long dresses and black suits and white and shirts and black ties and all of that. That's what I used to think. 
No, what God is talking about and what Jesus is talking about is getting saved from hell, getting saved from, yes, the power of your sin that causes you to go to hell, but ultimately to get saved from hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Why? Because hell is real. No, you say, preacher, you are not to try to scare me. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just giving you facts. <clears throat> so right now, dear friend, in your heart, believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. Pray and ask him to save you. Believing in him. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and I have sinned grievously in your sight. I've done wrong in your sight repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul, and please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my unworthy soul. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and please change my wicked life. Help me to repent of my sins and turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake, amen.